step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Shadow windows in the sand, but 
Yeah, well, welcome folks to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, C. Robert Jones. I um, I was inspired today to play uh, Coldplay's um, Viva La Vida. And the reason um, uh, I decided to play one of my, um, well, what was once my standard uh, intro music was... Um, because uh you know Obama is is approaching the tail end of his administration another 18 what 18 months to go 19 um and it's almost over the nightmare is is almost over uh i will i will till my dying day wonder how that man got elected not just once but twice and i'm going to reveal something to you all right here and now that i've never revealed i've never said this to anyone and that is that i rooted i rooted heavily I mean, I watched CNN and MSNBC. There, I've said it. It's out there. It's done. Every night. And rooted for Barack Hussein Obama to beat Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Yes, I did. I rooted for him every 
single night. Every day. Because, and here, here's the reason. I thought that Hillary was the stronger candidate. I always thought that Obama was a flash in the pan. That he possessed a certain amount of charisma, but that he's a little-known senator from the state of Illinois, did not distinguish himself back home in my home state, did not distinguish himself in the Senate, and that he was... He was the flavor of the month. But that Hillary, however, was a strong candidate. Strong. And she could possibly give John McCain a run for his money. And I knew that Obama couldn't do. So I rooted for him. Lo and behold, Obama outsmarted Hillary trounced her, won the nomination, and won the presidency. Not once, but twice. How does this happen? Twice. Well, as has been revealed, the second time, Mitt Romney was a lukewarm candidate. What we needed was a Ronald Reagan, and what we got was Mitt Romney. You know, we needed our Reagan to counter their Carter. Their Carter, by that I mean Obama. We didn't have that. There was no enthusiasm to come out to the polls and sweep Romney into office. Had we done so, We would be rid of Obamacare and a whole lot of other messes. Now, just three days ago, Obama has threatened to issue an executive order banning AR-15 munitions, bullets, rounds. That will certainly be challenged in the courts because if you ban AR-15 rounds, then pretty much you ban the AR-15 can't use it, except that there are quite a few folks out there who are well-versed in manufacturing their own AR-15 rounds. And guess what, folks? Your humble host, Dr. C. Robert Jones, can go into his garage right here and right now and put together a thousand rounds. It'll take me till midnight. Maybe a little longer. Maybe 2 a.m. But I can put together a thousand rounds myself. I've got the tools and all all that's necessary. People do it all the time. So, what do you you think is going to happen... If Obama bans the AR-15 rounds, he's going to create an underground market for AR-15 rounds, and folks are going to get rich. 
but you see it's going to be like uh uh it, it's gonna, it's going to be like uh uh the 1920s folks are going to be making bathtub AR15 rounds <laughs> as opposed to bathtub gin um we're going to create a whole there there will be created a whole new underground AR15 round rounds which are called bullets we call them rounds in the military um and 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 no there won't be as many but you know what because there won't be as, as many folks who manufacture of course it'll be illegal to do that but who's who's concerned about that? How many people, how many entities were concerned about prohibition? They wanted to get some booze, they got some. If folks want to make AR-15 rounds, black market style, guess what? He's going to open up a whole new market. But see, this is the way liberals think. They believe that if they can ban something... They can curb a certain type of behavior. But we're Americans. We are hardwired for freedom. And guess what else? Rebellion. We're going to do what we want to do. We're going to do what we're going to do. And no, no, uh, no amount of legislation is going to prevent us from doing what we want. But liberals don't understand this, and neither does Barack Hussein Obama. Of course he doesn't. He thinks he can sign a piece of paper and outlaw AR-15 rounds, and magically they're all just going to go away. And then the AR-15 is going to be a collector's item collecting dust somewhere. Not going to happen. After all the court challenges are exhausted, even if he manages... You see, what the beauty of this country is, folks, Obama can say whatever the hell he wants. He can write down with his pen, he says he has a pen and a phone, he can use his pen and his phone and it ain't going to make a bit of difference. You know, and, and earlier today, I was upset because Congress, the Republicans that you and I put in office, crapped out and funded, fully funded, Homeland Security. My question was, Why? If you're going to threaten to not fund an agency and then crap out at the last minute playing a game of chicken, political chicken, and then crap out, doesn't it show you as a bit of uh, candy ass, for lack of a proper verbiage? Why do that if you're going to cave? It was It was frustrating. To, to to get that alert on my phone. But perhaps Republicans are thinking, well, there's a challenge in the courts. 
chances are this is going to be overturned like his recess appointments were overturned a couple of years ago by the Supreme Court. He's overreached. Let's let the courts handle it. Let's fund, go ahead and fund, you know, Homeland Security. Those folks shouldn't have to suffer for what our idiot president is doing. Okay, but why not decide that before you issue threats to to defund Homeland Security if, unless, Obama's illegal actions aren't taken off the table? Why do that? Clearly, somebody needs to start watching House of Cards starring Kevin Spacey to show you how folks with balls operate. And Mary is quite correct in the chat room. Congress has no credibility. None. None. And you know what? Those of us who are diehard politicos, we knew what was going to happen. We knew that Speaker Boehner was going to crap out. And what gave us the clue? A couple of years ago when he'd break out into tears at the drop of a hat and start crying like a baby in front of the cameras. Right then and there, it told us all we needed to know about the man. He refuses to stand up to the Obama administration. He shouldn't be speaker. He was challenged. He won the speakership for a second time. Okay. The political process played out as it as it should. What happened to the real speakers of the house? Tip O'Neill's and 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 all the rest. What happened to those guys? They're gone. Ronald Reagan's Gone. All gone. Now, perhaps there are reasons for Congress doing what they did today. But are there reasons for putting a vote on the table for the Keystone Pipeline and not knowing? I mean, whatever happened to the days in the House and Senate, where you put a vote out and you knew whether or not you had the votes. So if you didn't have the votes, then you didn't put it on the table. So now, my question is, what was the point of putting the Keystone Pipeline vote to the full Senate to override Obama's veto and not having the votes? You just embarrass yourself. The call-in number is 347 You embarrass yourself when you put a vote out to overturn a presidential veto and you don't have the votes. Why? Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. Give us more authority and more ability. All of this talk about all rules, we make them up as we go along. A government can't control the economy without controlling people. And they know when a government sets out to do that, it must use force and coercion to achieve its purpose. Put the legislation together to control the people. 
We go through the gate, the gate's closed, we'll go over the fence, the fence is too high, we'll pull vault in. If that doesn't work, we'll parachute in, but we're going to get health care reform passed. They also knew, those founding fathers, that outside of its legitimate functions, government does nothing as well or as economically as the private sector of the economy. There needs to be a focus on a, uh, an immediate increase in spending. I mean, I, I do think at a certain point you've made enough money. The more the plans fail, the more the planners plan. You're telling me we got to go spend money to keep from going bankrupt? The answer, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. We have so many people who can't see a fat man standing beside a thin one without coming to the conclusion the fat man got that way by taking advantage of the thin one. I think there are a lot of very rich people out there whom we can tax at a, at a point down the road and recover some of this money. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. They'll be crying out for public options. It's the cost, I think, of having uh, the kind of America that we want to have. Our natural unalienable rights are now considered to be a dispensation of government. And freedom has never been so fragile, so close to slipping from our grasp as it is at this moment. I don't worry about the Constitution, I'm just, to be honest. What good is reading the bill if it's a thousand pages? You have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Those voices don't speak for the rest of us. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. There have been times where America's shown arrogance. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers. folks to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We have the who's who of Blog Talk Radio in the chat room, holders in the house, Echoes here, and my main man, G. Ski of American, of Airwaves America. And in honor of his presence here tonight in the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report chat room. We're going to play this little ditty, which has been my favorite for years, in his honor. Take a listen. Hello, and welcome to House 
Smart is your president. A game show testing the intelligence of President Barack Obama. And now, here's your host, G. Ski Rock! Thank you, thank you. You are too kind, thank you. Hello everybody, and welcome to How Smart is Your President? A game show testing the intelligence of President Barack Obama. And of course, here's our guest, here's our player. Let's everybody welcome President Barack Hussein Obama. Hello everybody, welcome to the show. We want to thank you for hanging out with us. Welcome to How Smart Is Your President? Testing the Intelligence of President Barack Obama. Our player for today, of course, the President of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama. Now, we went over the rules backstage. The game is very simple. We're going to ask you a series of questions, and you hit the fancy fancy buzzer to answer the question. And we're going to start off right now. Question number one. How many states make up the United States of America? Uh, I've now been in 57 states. I think one left to go. Sorry, Mr. President. The answer to the question is 50. 50 states make up the United States of America. Next question. Name one European country. Compared to countries like Europe? Sorry, Mr. President. Europe is not a country. Sorry. Uh, Next question. What is one of the treatments for asthma? A breathalyzer. Or an inhalator. Not a breathalyzer. Sorry, Mr. President. You meant to say inhaler. Inhaler was the answer that you were looking for. All right. Next question. Okay. As the President of the United States of America... Recite for me the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. The, uh, I, I guess... I, I, hold on a second. So, so, uh, so all I'm... All, 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 all I, I'm sorry, wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't, don't start... Don't, hold on. Sorry, Mr. President. Time's up. The First Amendment of the United States Constitution states as follows. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances, something that you clearly know nothing about. Anyway, moving on, last and final question, Mr. President. Name the Mexican holiday in the month of May. The Cinco de Cuatro. Sorry, Mr. President, that was the wrong answer. You said four of five. The answer to the question is Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May. That is the correct answer, and you are wrong again. Well, that's all the time that we have, folks. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. 
Catch us next time when we play How Smart Is Your President? Testing the intelligence of President Barack Obama. I'm your host, G.C. Rock, and I'm out of here. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> you know, I've been playing that since uh, G-Ski um, uh, let me, um, allowed me to use it, uh, what, two, two years ago, three, three years ago? I don't know, two, three years ago. And every time, every single time I, I play it, I, I laugh, I chuckle. <laughs> that is a classic. And it is hilarious and beautifully put together. So let's get on with the show. I see we've got a couple of callers waiting in the wings. In an article taken, my topic here, uh, is it okay for Obama to ignore the Constitution, is taken from an article in the American Thinker, posted on March 3rd. And it goes on to read this. Dear leader, Barack Hussein Obama thinks it's permissible to rewrite federal statutes like immigration laws and Obamacare, employer mandates and sign-up deadlines, examples. Now, here's an example. Regarding laws governing U.S. immigration policy, when Obama signed the executive amnesty order barring prosecution and subsequent deportation of something like 4 million illegal immigrants, he said, "Ah," and I quote, I just took an action to change the law, end quote. He he was never concerned that his action was illegal. He just saw 4 million Democrat voters. So, how does he get away with it? Whatever happened to the separation of powers, whatever happened to checks and balances, what happened to these? And so we don't have time today to go through President Obama's top 10 constitutional violations of 2013. But we'll get to them. We'll get to them. The article in The American Thinker makes a great point. Is it okay? Because, you know, sooner or later... Hopefully sooner, we're going to have a Republican president. Would it be okay to all my listeners out there, be you Democrat or Republican, for President Obama to take, I mean, our new president, let's say he is um, President Rubio. Would it be okay with you, Republicans, conservatives to decide which laws you were that would it be okay for president rubio to decide which laws he was going to enforce selectively or change as obama put it because when he said that he was going to change the law th- those were his actual words His actual verbiage was, quote, I just took an action to change the law, end quote. But that's not his job. He doesn't have the authority to change laws he doesn't like. 
Hence, the Republicans deciding to fund Homeland Security. Perhaps, perhaps that was their rationale because they had an inside track on whether or not the courts are going to rule against Obama. Could that be it? Could that be the case? See, our caller's not in the queue anymore, just listening, so we're not gonna we're not gonna pull them up right now. But once we get a caller in the queue, then we'll go ahead and put them on. Wait. All right, they're back. Caller, you're on with the Dr. C. Robert Jones situation report. What do you think? Hi, it's Karen from Idaho. Karen from Idaho. There she is. What do you think about all this, Karen? I have a math question for you. Oh, my goodness. Go ahead. Talk about it. Okay. I'm not good at math, but if A equals B and B equals C, then A must equal C, right? Yes. Okay. So I was thinking about this the other night, and you were Carrie, you're always comparing Obama to Nero, King Nero, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. from my research, they, the Antichrist symbol is 666. And people have said that 666 can be affiliated with Nero's name. Follow me? Yes. Okay, so if 666 equals Nero and Nero equals Obama, does that make 666 equals Obama? I don't know, Obama's Karen. Obama's an antichrist. I don't. I don't know. But you know, we 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 used to do, we used to do back in the old days of blog talk radio. We used to do programs like this. We used to do uh, 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 conspiracy theory uh, shows, which turned out for a lot of us. I know that uh, Airwaves America can attest to this. Uh, 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 Holder as well, and, and Mary. That you know, we garnered our biggest audiences when we put on uh, conspiracy theory uh, 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 broadcast. I mean, we, we, we had folks who, who, who weren't regular listeners coming on and, and talking about these things. And we even had blog talk radio shows where we talked about um, Obama being the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. I missed all I'm that. starting to think that maybe those aren't fair characterizations. Maybe, maybe because do you remember when Democrats – used to label Ronald Reagan the Antichrist? They would say that he had... Yes. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember it. Uh, I remember um, Democrats, liberals, saying that, well, uh, President Reagan had six letters in... Each of his names, Ronald Wilson Reagan, and all three had six letters. Hence, Ronald Reagan must be the Antichrist. Frankly, Karen, Obama just seems to be too stupid to be the Antichrist. (laughs) And he is failing left and right. His agenda 
to fundamentally transform the United States of America is failing badly. Chances are the courts are going to overturn Obamacare. This idea to ban AR-15 rounds is going to fail through the courts. The public is turning against him. The, 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 the world, world leaders across the globe are turning against Obama, disrespecting him at every turn. ISIS is threatened to come to the White House, the White House, Karen, and chop his head clean off. Those weren't their exact words. They just said they were going to lob his head off. But they've threatened to do that. And if you recall, the Antichrist was a peacemaker. He came to say, it's all going to be just fine. And folks, listen to the Antichrist. They listened to him. And they were like mesmerized by his oratory skills, just like folks were with Obama initially. Yeah. But unlike Obama, the ant for the Antichrist, it didn't wear off. You know, there was a select group who fought against the Antichrist in biblical in biblical in in the biblical uh, uh, in the Bible in Revelations, but for the most part. The Antichrist got his way. He got everything he wanted. I see. Obama, not so much. He had two years. You see, Karen, the Antichrist had seven. Mm -hmm. There were seven years of peace. Obama had two years of relatively getting what he wanted, even though he had both houses of Congress. And after that, it all went south for him. It all went downhill. He's no more than a talking head that very few are listening to. And as much as the media is still kissing his butt, the average citizen here in the United States sees through all of that. Leaders across the globe see through all of that. Because if you remember, Karen, if you remember your biblical scripture... That's the only kind there is. Yes. Obama. I mean, the, oops, slip of the tongue. The Antichrist <laughs> had had everybody believing he was the he was the Mac of all daddies. He was, yeah, he was the new Messiah. Yeah. And and folks only believed that Obama was the Messiah for the first year. If you recall yeah. the Left Behind series by Tim LaHaye and right. Jerry Jenkins, we all thought when we started doing Blog Talk Radio, we were thinking, wow, what a, imagine the similarities between the Antichrist and Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins' uh, series called the Left Behind series. How eerie. How eerily similar is what's happening with Obama with 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 the title character in in the series Nikolai Carpathia, both yeah. starting out in Chicago, Carpathia mm -hmm. coming from Romania, 
speaking to the UN as a little-known head of state from Romania, wowing the crowd. Obama speaking to a little-known senator from Chicago, wowing the crowd at the UN, just like the character in the Left Behind series. When you put the Left Behind series aside Barack Obama's early career and successes, they match up eerily, even though the Left Behind series was written some 12 to 14 years before Obama took office. But unlike the series, Karen, Obama is falling flat on his face after six years in the White House because Americans weren't fooled. The world shook him off. Mm -hmm. He's going to go down as most likely the worst president in American history, especially if Obamacare is overturned, which it's it's back in the Supreme Court yet again right now. If the provisions that I can't name at this very moment, and I'm embarrassed to say that I can't, are struck down, then Obamacare is done. If 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 his uh, signature, his illegal action on immigration is thwarted, then that's done. He's done there, and he's got about 19 months to go. What's going on with Petraeus right now? You know, it's it's really threw unfortunate. that one out there, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's really unfortunate that you know the, the guy was 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 once considered a, a a serious contender for the White House against President Obama. Man. Yes, and he still is. He has yes. just succumbed like a lot of us have at any given time of our lives, men I mean. To the feminine wild of a woman. We're weak and powerless when it comes to women. We will spill our guts to a woman. And Uh I'm not saying anything bad about women. I'm just saying that (laughs) Petraeus is just a man. Well, remember how, I don't know if you read this or heard it on Fox, but um, Mm -hmm. he had privy to see the Benghazi cover-up and all that, but they told him to keep his mouth shut or else they would charge him with a felony over that yeah. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. Yeah. As you as you well know, Karen, uh, being uh, once married to a United States Marine, um, mm-hmm. those of us with secret and top secret clearances, even those with confidential clearances, um, we sign a document that binds us to secrecy. Okay. And until such documents. And our secrets are declassified. Right. And if we break that oath, that vow, 
then we're subject to severe punishments, including imprisonment, uh, forfeiture of pay and allowances, loss of rank, all of that. Dishonorable so, discharge. And, uh, and of course, a dishonorable discharge, which would, which would swiftly follow. Now, I myself have been in a situation where a lady friend wanted to know where I was going and when I would be back. And I had to say, I have no earthly idea. I don't know. And then when she found out, of course I knew, but I couldn't tell her. Right. But then she found out that I knew. And of course, accused me of being, yes, of course, a liar. And then got mad and moved on to greener pastures, accusing me of being a lying sack of shit because, excuse my language, because I wouldn't tell her what she wanted to know. But I couldn't. Mm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I couldn't. (laughs) But Petraeus is engaged in pillow talk, trying to impress his paramour. Yeah. And he's running his mouth, and he should know better. Because as a yeah. corporal, as a corporal, and I, when I was a corporal at the time, with a secret clearance, not a top secret clearance at the time, but a secret clearance, I was, I was told not to say anything. And I didn't. And the lady in question was hot. Hot like fire. Before we started calling women hot. <laughs> She was hot before we started saying, oh, man, she's hot. But I kept my mouth shut as a corporal. But General Petraeus, <laughs> General Petraeus couldn't keep his pants on and his mouth shut. So here we are. There I'm kind of confused about the part where they said... Keep your mouth shut about Benghazi or we will charge you. And I'm thinking if he did something wrong, he should be charged, period. Why are they giving him a choice? You know what I mean? Does that make a sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Be- because what, what they're saying is you have classified inside information and know-how that pertains to what occurred in Benghazi but you're an active duty military person. You're still on active duty. Mm-hmm. You are not obligated to reveal. You are not, you, you, you will not, if he's given an order not to reveal information. Right. And, and he, then that means that, that, and if you do, we will charge you. What's happening is a superior is saying that he is not to talk or we will charge you. And even, even be, because he's following the orders of someone else. Now, the person who gives him the order not to talk, they're now in collusion with him. Yeah. Because obviously there's someone higher up who gave him the order. So now we have to get to the source of who was the head man who issued the order in the first place. Or a woman. Was it a, or a woman. Or woman. Was it a, was it an admiral with a higher rank? Now that admiral 
who issued the order to the person who issued the order to the person who issued the order. That's the person who is ultimately culpable and responsible. Do you see, do you see how the hierarchy, the military thing works? I know all about chain of command. <laughs> yes, exactly. So not all of them can't be charged. Petraeus can't be charged. Ultimately, if this information comes out, the actual person who issued the order, the origin of the order, that person can be charged. It's a whole big old mess. But you know how we avoid even thinking about it? Mm-hmm. As military people, we just keep our mouths shut. Mm-hmm. And maybe it'll go away? <laughs> no, no, no. We just keep our mouths shut. We don't even think about anything else. I'm not talking <laughs> about that. I don't want – if you want to know when my carrier task force, when our carrier – our group, when, when the Fleet Marine Force is going to ship out, if you want to know that, I'm not telling. Mm-hmm. No matter how benign you think it is for you to know that, oh, what's it going to hurt if you tell me? I just want to know when you're leaving. No, no, no. OPSEC. I'm not telling you. So Opsec. Petraeus couldn't keep his mouth shut. He should – you know, he could resign. He could have resigned and then become a whistleblower. Or he could have... There, there are other things he could have done if he wanted to get the information out. There, there's always a way that wouldn't lead back to him. Petraeus is a smart man. But what he should have done was kept his pants on and kept his mouth shut. Yep. And he didn't do either of those things. And he should have known better. So we've gotten off topic here. We've started talking about the Antichrist and Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins' book, Left Behind, and comparing Barack Hussein Obama to Nikolai Carpathia, the Antichrist in the Left Behind series, who eerily mirrors President Obama's rise to power. Even though the book was written 12 years, it was actually 12, 14 years before Obama became president. But still, somehow, it's as if President Obama or whoever President Obama's handlers are took Nikolai Carpathia and made themselves an Obama (laughs) and, and changed his name to Obama and had him follow all these little footsteps that Nikolai Carpathia used to get to where he got to, except the fact that Obama has failed miserably. Maybe he read where, the books and used that as his plan. Right. If you've read the books, I don't know how many of you have read the books, uh, the, 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 the Left Behind series. Left Behind series. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are a lot of books involved. So, I mean, there are like 12 books in the Left Behind uh, series alone. Um, Mm -hmm. So, but we got off topic here, which is okay, because uh, it it sounds, doesn't it sound interesting? How many of you are going to go get the Left Behind series and read uh, the Left Behind series? Or at least the new movie is out. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, uh, And, uh, you know, I listen... I listen to the audio books a lot, and I've got I have three of the movies here, um, and uh, so so you know, I'm a big fan. But we've talked about this over the years, whether or not uh, Obama 
is the Antichrist. But, you know, that went out the window like three years ago, especially here on Blog Talk Radio. I haven't been following very closely. Yeah, I mean, it went out the window three three years ago because it was it was judged. I mean, nobody's talking about this anymore. And and you know why, Karen? Nobody's equating Obama with the Antichrist anymore, even though folks were uh, likening him to Christ a lot in the early stages. Yeah. Is because he's failed miserably. He's just he's a character a character of he is a caricature of himself. There we go. And maybe I need some water or something. He 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 he, he he's a dumbass. The, the Antichrist can't be this stupid. That's true. He he can't be this stupid. And the Antichrist he's smart and he's goofiness. You, you think he's smart and he's uh and he's playing us. He's doing he's doing what do you think he's doing a Columbo? You know how Columbo was like you underestimated yeah. him, but he was really, like, really brilliant. Yeah, I think that's oh. what's going on. You think that's what's we'll happening? See. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see he's what got, happens. But he's, you'll have to wait. He's, yeah, we'll have to wait. He's got 19 months left, Karen. Praise God. <laughs> There's not much more. And you know what? There are folks. There are no. There there are articles out there that suggest that Obama has 19 months left, two years left. They they rounded off to two years, and then they say that, well, this is when he's at his most dangerous, because time is winding down, and he doesn't have to campaign again, and he can pretty much do whatever he wants. But you know what? You and I kind of becoming a, a loose cannon. A lot of us conservatives have been concerned about this for years but mm-hmm. here's the thing obama is setting he's teeing it up for us next year he's teeing it up mm-hmm. for us to take the white house and to change all, every stupid thing he does like mm-hmm. Uh, the the executive action that he's putting out there and the threatening to ban assault uh, weapons ammo, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's only helping the Republicans, the conservatives. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not doing anything that's helping his cause, just like or his party, just like I believe, and I thought that President Bush was hurting the Republican Party by doing what he wanted to do against the party wishes, against the the American people's wishes. He was doing what he believed was best for this country instead of listening to the people. And I believe that's why he teed it up for Obama. Yeah. And and, and what Obama is doing is he's, he's he, he piece by piece the Democrats lost the House by wide margins. They lost the Senate. And the the trifecta, Karen, is going to be the White House. Yeah. And 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 and, and I I kind of figure if we if we come out and vote like like the voters came out for the House and the Senate, we're going to have a Republican president and he's going to reverse 
a lot of what Obama's doing. And, and he's going to nullify Obama's presidency. But we've got to come out. We have got to kick it off right this time around. And then we'll nullify most of Obama's presidency, and he'll just be a footnote in history as the first African-American president in U.S. history. How tired is that? Isn't he like half Irish and half white and half black? Yeah, 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 he, he, yeah, yeah. But, you know, black folks have long said, <laughs> since long before my time, that if you have one ounce of, or one drop of black blood in your system, then you are black. No matter whether or not you're as white as snow. You know, but my whole thing is this, before we get off the air, we're just, we've got about three minutes left. All of us, it's proven. It's a proven scientific fact that each and every one of us, our Came origins are from Africa. Then that makes us all African Americans, baby. <laughs> Every single one of us. Yep. If Africa is indeed the cradle of civilization and black folks love to throw it out there, then we're all African Americans. From the whitest white man with his freckles to Dr. C. Robert Jones sitting here right now with his freckles. I've got freckles too, baby. We're all African American. So it's time to get out of here. <laughs> I thank you all for listening and certainly thank you, Karen, from Idaho. Give me a call after the show. I got your message okay. last night. I was like, I got it at like 2 in the morning. When did you send it? It was only like 10 o'clock. <laughs> well, when I woke up, I looked at the phone, which is laying beside me, and I was like, is that care from Idaho? Of course it is. No, it was nine. It was nine o'clock. Yeah, it was nine o'clock. All right. Well, I I didn't see it until 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 two around two two fifteen when I usually get up to go pee. But hey, you don't want to hear about that. I got to get out of here. Thank you all for listening. You know, it's been great. Thank you, Mary Holdridge in the house. Uh, John Galt, uh, American Airwaves, uh, Air Airwaves America was in the house. Uh, G Ski. Thank you all for listening. We don't even have time to play my play my uh, my exit music. Oh well, we're out, folks. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We are out. Good night, folks. I ask my friends who are apologizing for not insisting upon this right. Where can the black man look in this country for the assertion of his right if he may not look to the Massachusetts Anti-Slavery Society? Where, under the whole heavens, can he look for sympathy in asserting this right if he may not look to this platform? Have you lifted us up to a certain height to see that we are men and then are any disposed to leave us there without seeing that we are put in possession of all our rights? We look naturally to this platform for the assertion of all our rights, and for this one especially. I understand the anti-slavery societies of this country to be based on two principles. First, the freedom of the blacks of this country. And second, the elevation of them. Let me not be misunderstood here. 
I am not asking for sympathy at the hands of abolitionists, sympathy at the hands of any. I think the American people are disposed often to be generous rather than just. I look over this country at the present time and I see educational societies, sanitary commissions, freedmen's associations and the like, all very good. But in regard to people of color in this land, there has always been more that is benevolent, I perceive, than just manifested toward us. What I ask for the black man is not benevolence, not pity, not sympathy, but simply justice. The American people have always been anxious to know what they shall do with us. Everybody has asked the question and learned to ask it early of the abolitionists. What shall we do with the black man? I have had but one answer from the beginning. Do nothing with us. Your doing with us has already played the mischief with us. Do nothing with us. If the apple will not remain on the tree of their own strength, if they are worm-eaten at the core, if they are early ripe and disposed to fall, then let them fall. I'm not for tying or fastening them on the tree in any way except by nature's plan. And if they will not stay there, then let them fall. If the black man cannot stand on his own legs, then let him fall also. I ask is, give him a chance to stand on his own legs. Let him alone. If you see him on his way to school, let him alone. Don't disturb him. If you see him going to the dinner table at a hotel, then let him go. If you see him going to the ballot box, then let him alone. Don't disturb him. If you see him going into a workshop, just let him alone. Your interference is doing him a positive injury. Let him fall if he cannot stand alone. Black man cannot live by the line of eternal justice. The fault will not be yours. It will be his who made the black man and established that line for his government. Let him live or die by that. If you will only untie his hands and give him a chance, I think he will live. He will work as readily for himself as the white man. Now a great many delusions have been swept away by this war. One was that the black man would not work. He has proved his ability to work. Another was that the black man would not fight. That he possessed only the most cheapest attributes of humanity. Was a perfect lamb or an Uncle Tom disposed to take off his coat whenever required, hold his hands and be whipped by anybody who wanted to whip him. But this war, 
This war has proved that there is a great deal of human nature in that black man. And that yes, he will fight. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.